Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is 10.13 p.m. on Sunday, December 2nd, 2018. Good evening, everyone. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, as we do each and every Sunday evening, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be, I'll be bringing you, of course, our, our weekly promotion for letting you know about what will be taking place here in the WCWS Radio Network this week right here on TalkShoe.com. Of course, <clears throat> with our live video feeds and what will be what will be talked about during all of our broadcasts. Plus, also, of course, we'll be bringing you today here in wrestling history. Plus, a few little wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get underway, I have to, of course, mention this on a very personal level. I had to send out a huge congratulations out there to my <clears throat> to my uh, nephew Stony Baker who uh, just earlier this morning, uh, <clears throat> uh, became a father at uh, 5.43 a.m. Eastern time to a eight pound, three ounce and 20 inch long baby boy named Elijah Stone Baker. My congratulations, of course, to my, to my nephew and his, and, and his, uh, Young, young, I believe the perfect term I can use is young fiance Kayla. Uh, both mother and and son are doing quite well, and out there. <clears throat> and uh, also, just to let you know that that son, that uh, of course, even though he is my nephew, I always referred, always sometimes call him son. Um, 
I love you, son. And like I said, congratulations, Dermot Man. And uh, looking forward to meeting the new, newest addition to our family. So congratulations once again, Dermot Man. And uh, <clears throat> just let you know that your Uncle Chad loves you very much. And now, folks, let's go ahead and get things underway here with our, with of course, we first start off with our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, December the 2nd. 49 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see here, yes, uh, 1969 in Osaka, Japan, Dory Funk Jr. and Antonio Inoki fight to a 60-minute draw for the NWA World Heavyweight title. At the time of the bout, it was the first NWA World title match in the country since 1957. <clears throat> 44 years ago Day, which would put it at, uh, let me see here, 1974 in Kagoshima, Japan. Giant Baba defeated Jack Briscoe 2 to 1 in the best of three falls match to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. He would lose it just one week later back to Jack Briscoe. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, yes, 21 years ago today, put it at 1997. British wrestling legend Shirley Big Daddy Crabtree. Sadly, died of a stroke in Halifax, in his hometown of Halifax, England. He was only 67 years old. A little bit of history here on Big Daddy Crabtree. Born on November 14, 1930, he was a former rugby league player who rarely saw the pitch due to his fiery temper. He was a coal miner and served as a part of the Coldstream Guards of the British Army for following in his father's footsteps and becoming a professional wrestler. Shirley began his career in 1952. By the end of the decade, the man known as Blonde Adonis, Shirley Crabtree's strength and physique made him one of the most popular blue eyes or baby faces in Britain. He was Joint Productions European Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he won Joint Productions European Heavyweight title and a portion of the British Heavyweight Championship for harassment from former champion Bert Asarati drove Crabtree to quit in 1966. Shirley would return to Joint Productions in 1972 as the heel battling guardsmen based on his time in the british army with the cold streams his once chiseled physique had deteriorated during his time away unfortunately just in time for his first appearances for itv's world of sports it did land him in the guinness book of world records for a 64 inch chest fortunately for shirley his brother max who had been one of the bookers for joint promotions tweaked his gimmick based on a character in the film adaptation of cat on a hot thin roof Shirley Crabtree would become known as Big Daddy in 1974, but it wasn't until 1975 when Big Daddy got some serious attention. He would team with newcomer Giant Haystacks and would dominate the sport, crushing blue-eyed opponents. Big Daddy late in the year would enter a feud with the notorious Kendo Nagasaki late in the year, even unmasking him briefly, I'll bet, in a losing effort. The feud would garner him cheers, and he would slowly, slowly turn blue-eyed, cemented it in 1977, when his partnership with Giant Haystacks broke up. <clears throat> the duo was feud for more than a decade. Crabtree also feuded with Dave Fit Finley, Drew McDonald, and Monty John Quinn, while he teamed with future stars including Sammy Lee, Chris Adams, and the Dynamite Kid. Crabtree as a babyface made him a favorite, particularly among children and elderly women, and also even British Prime Minister at the time, Margaret Thatcher. He would enter in, with a sequin cape or, or a union flag jacket and a top hat. Like Shawn Michaels would do more than a decade later, Shirley recorded his own interest theme in 1980, 
<clears throat> we shall not be moved. The riches were formed by the Seekers. He had a simple wrestling style similar to many monster heels, relying on throws and body slams and finishing with his big splash, much to the delight of crowds chanting, easy, easy. He was so popular, a Saturday morning TV show was being built around him, but had to pull out on his doctor's advice. At the height of his popularity, Shirley weighed about 375 pounds. Trage tragedy befell Crabtree in 1987 during a tag team match with his nephew Steve after performing his trademark splash on King Kong Kirk. Kirk turned an unhealthy color and had to be rushed to a hospital. Kirk was pronounced dead on arrival. The death devastated Crabtree and showed he was not responsible for his death. Kirk had an undiagnosed heart condition. The next year, ITB would cancel joint productions wrestling, citing the show was not representative of the new image. He continued to make regular appearances until 1993, usually only in tag team bouts. Shirley, at the time of his death, was survived by his wife of 31 years, Eunice, and six children. Shirley also had a brother and three nephews in the wrestling business at the time of his death. 18 years ago today, which would put it at the year 2000, WWF presented Rebellion in the Sheffield Arena in Sheffield, England. The UK exclusive event was released on WWF Home Video on February 27, 2001. Here are the matches that took place at the Rebellion pay-per-view. The Dudley Boys defeated Edge and Christian and TNA, of course, in a three-teams match. Ivory defeated Lita to retain the women's title. Steve Blackman defeated Perry Saturn to retain the hardcore title. Crash Holly defeated William Regal to win the European title. China and Billy Gunn defeated Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero. Kane defeated Chris Jericho. Right to censor in the form of Bull Buchanan and the Good Father defeated the Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff, to retain the tag team titles. The Undertaker defeated Chris Benoit. <clears throat> and Kurt Angle defeated Rikishi, Steve Austin, and The Rock in a fatal four-way match to retain the WWF title. 11 years ago today, put it at the year 2007, TNA presented Turning Point from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. The show, which featured a shoot Samoa Joe promo this moment before the main event in response to Scott Hall not appearing, is best remembered for the introduction of TNA's version of Money in the Bank, which was called the Feast or Fired match. In, in the bout, about a dozen competitors fight to grab one of four briefcases hanging on claim the prize if they leave the ring with both feet on the floor and the case in their possession. The match continues until all four cases are claimed. On the first impact following the match, the contents of the cases are revealed, a la deal or no deal. However, in the 2007 edition, case winners could exchange their case with someone else's or sell it outright for a guaranteed $50,000. The cases contained, contained one of the following. A, a TNA World Heavyweight title match. <clears throat> B, a TNA World Tag Team title match. C, a TNA X Division title match. Any of which could be used at any time by the holder, I bet only once for, for, for up to one year. Or D, a pink slip overholds the fire case once revealed, and once revealed is banished from TNA effective immediately. A side note, the gimmick had been, had been used has been used to legitimately fire people at least three times. Here are the matches that took place at Turning Point in 07. Johnny Devine and Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon, defeated Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, in a tables match. Velvet Love Entertainment 
Angelina Love and Velvet Sky defeated the team of ODB and Roxy Bavo. Eric Young defeated James Storm. Scott Steiner, Sinshi, BG James, and PD Williams each won a Feast or Fire briefcase. Other participants were Sharp Boy, Lance Hoyt, Christopher Daniels, Elit Skipper, Homicide, Hernandez, Kit James, Jimmy Rave, Chris Harris, and Sanjay Dutt. PD Williams won the world title briefcase but would lose it to Scott Steiner. Steiner lost his world title match. Scott Steiner won the X Division title briefcase but gave it to PD Williams a few months later. Williams would win the X Division title in his ca- with his cash-in. BG James won the tag team title briefcase, but lost the tag title match. Sinchi won the fired briefcase, but would lose it to Christopher Daniels. Daniels wound up being fired when the contest was revealed. Gail Kim defeated Awesome Kong by DQ to retain the TNA knockout, the TNA women's title. Abyss and Raven defeated Black Rain and Relic, where Black Rain was known as was also uh, Dustin Rhodes in a match of 10,000 tacks. Tat, Kaz and Booker T defeated Christian Cage and Robert Roode and, Samo- <clears throat> and Samoa Joe, Kevin Nash, and Irrigan defeated the Angle Alliance, which was Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, and Tomko. Eight years ago today, put it at 2010, Hassan Hamen Assad, born Alvin Burke Jr., otherwise also known as MVP, asked for and is given his release from WWE. He would end up in New Japan Pro Wrestling as the first ever IWGP Intercontinental Champion in 2011. He had a two-year stint there before joining TNA in January 2014 as the promotion's new investor. He left amid controversy controversy in July 2015 after he was the fall guy for Hernandez joining TNA while still under contract to, to Lucha Underground. The breach of contract forced TNA to re-edit or not use all footage shot with Hernandez with the company. MVP would wind up at Lucha Underground in March 2016. He lasted all of a week before he was fired due to him inadvertently violating the company's non-disclosure agreement by interviewing members of the roster. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is a happy, uh, let's see, happy, let's see, 52nd birthday for Kensuke Shinzaki best known to wrestling fans as Jensei Shinzaki, and also Hakushi, a pioneer of the a pioneer of the luchador style that would be embraced worldwide in the, in the mid-1990s. Shinzaki began with Universal Lucha Libre in 1991 as the masked Mongolian Yuga. He unmasked when he joined Great Suzuki's Mishinoku Pro Wrestling in 1993 and adopted the name Jinsai. 1994, he joined the WWF as Hakushi, meaning White Death or White Master. Defeating mostly jobbers in his early run, he briefly feuded with Bret Hart in 1995 and Barry Horowitz and, and Bonnie Donna Skip in 1996. Horowitz, a career jobber on WWF programming, distracted Skip, leading to Horowitz's first televised win. Horowitz also defeated Hakushi, which was surprising to many fans considering that he looked to be in good standing following his feud with Bret Hart. After leaving the WWF and a, and a brief stint in ECW, he returned to his native Japan. Shinzaki took over Mishinoku Pro Wrestling in 2003 when Great Suzuki devoted more of his time to his political career. Shinzaki is a co-founder of Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling along with Joshi Miko Satomura, who I believe she actually competed in this year's Mae Young Classic, I'm not saying. Following the 
2000 his country, he traveled around the Tooku region delivering food and drinks. That same year, he returned to the States and along with Dick Togo and Grace Suzuki, made it to the semifinals of, of the Chikara King of Trios tournament, losing to the team of Fist, who consisted of Chuck Taylor, Icarus, and Johnny Gargano. So happy 50, happy 52nd birthday to, of course, the man who we would know as Akushi in the WWF. So happy birthday there, sir, Mr. Kensuke, Kensuki Shinzaki. Happy, happy birthday there, sir, indeed. And you have it, sir, in birthdays here for uh, today, December the 2nd. Now, folks, let's go ahead and bring you, of course, uh, where our shows will be here this week here in the radio network. First off, here, folks, let's start off with tomorrow afternoon. Of course, WWS Raw Radio, 138744-pound, tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m., of course, join King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman, Jared D. Geraldo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and a plethora of guests as they talk about, of course, the latest wrestling news and views. John will have your wrestling history and birthdays from this weekend and also from t- for tomorrow. <clears throat> Plus, also, of course, uh, TLC will be coming up on the horizon. There'll be some discussion about it. Plus, also, some other fun stuff will take place. Including, of course, right to, of course, uh, the predictions for the main event and the ratings for tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw show, as well as predictions here uh, for the uh, tomorrow night's Monday Night Football game as well. So be sure to join GTS, JD, and the gang for Raw Radio tomorrow afternoon from three to five, right here on Talk Shoe. Call ID one three eight seven four four pound. Next up here, folks, do not forget. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, of course, Double Dose Part 1. First off, we will start things off with WWS Wrestling Revisited, as, of course, King Isobit will hop into the WWS Time Machine and visit another moment from uh, pro wrestling history. Of course, it could be a match. It could be a uh, entire pay-per-view. It could be an episode of Raw, SmackDown, Nitro, Thunder, ECW, Hardcore TV. It could be anything, folks. So be sure to listen in. On Wrestling Revisited Tuesday night from 7 to 8 right here on Talk Show. Call ID 139-926-POUND. Next up here, folks, don't forget, I'll be back on with WWS Revolution, 138-055-POUND. This week or this this Tuesday night, our live video feed will be from WWS NXTNG Video Vault. As we will, of course, talk about the, the latest wrestling news and views. Also, the latest history and birthdays. Also, our thoughts and opinions on what will take on what will take place tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, plus some other talk about TLC and other wrestling issues as well. Be sure to join us for Revolution this Tuesday night from nine to eleven. Like I said, one three eight zero five five pound. This Wednesday, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our Triple Threat Wednesday. First, we will start things off with WCWS Outside the Ropes. Join myself and the Iceman Jerry Geraldo as we bring you, of course, our some pop culture news courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Plus, also, JD will be bringing you the box office report and some, also some sports headlines as well. The human suplex machine, John Gross, will be bringing, of course, his thoughts and opinions on everything that is discussed. Plus, also, some pro, some pop culture jeopardy will also make, make the rounds. Also, could be also some movie trivia questions. Anything or anything along those lines, folks, will definitely be bringing it to you. Coming up here, this... <clears throat> Coming up here, this, of course, uh, Wednesday night from 6.30 to 7.30, right here on Talk Shoe. Call ID uh, 141-387-POUND. 
Next up here, folks, don't forget from 8 to 9, 139 925 pound. It is WWUS Wrestling Debate. As, of course, the Madness Kingdom will be talking about our, some of the, your wrestling news and some, some of your uh, some things, of course, going on with especially your thoughts, thoughts on Monday Night Raw, thoughts on SmackDown Live this coming Tuesday night. Uh, also, of course, TLC coming up on the horizon and other wrestling topics making the rounds. Be sure to join, join the Madness Kingdom for Wrestling Debate. This Wednesday night from 8 to 9, right here on Talk Show 139-925-POUND. Then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Wednesday edition of Revolution. Of course, once again, 138055-POUND with our live video feed coming in for Wednesday night, coming in from WWUS Legacy. In addition to our news and views of history and birthdays, we'll be talking about what will take place on SmackDown Tuesday night. Plus, some, also, some more news concerning TLC. And also some other wrestling stories and also some other wrestling extras coming your way as well. Be sure to join us for Revolution this, <clears throat> this Wednesday night from 9 to 11, 138 pound. This Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget NWO Wolfpack, our next installment there. The second installment will be coming your way. Our live video feed will be coming in from our tribute group, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling, SMWUS Mountain Grown Toughness. Uh, news and views, history and birthdays, other and wrestling extras, and other topics, of course, including TLC, of course, coming up here real soon. Be sure to join us for Wolfpack this Thursday night from 9 to 11, 138 pound. This Friday night on Revolution, don't forget, uh, one, once again, 138055 pound. Our live video feed, of course, will be, be unprecedented here as our live video feed will be coming in. From, from our one of our newest groups here in WCWUS, AAA US Lucha Libre Action. Uh, news and views, history and birthdays, and other top wrestling topics, including TLC and other and other topics of interest as well. Be sure to join us for Revolution this Friday night from 9 to 11, right here on Talk Show. This Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, and next Sunday, we'll, of course, we'll definitely have a full plate for you as well. As first off, at 6 o'clock, we will hopefully have the situation resolved with WWS Power Hour, and we'll have that, of course, Saturday night at 6 o'clock. We will bring you, of course, our resident history and birthdays here for this coming Saturday, as well as, of course, what took place in the radio network this week, plus also some wrestling <clears throat> and news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. 141-364-POUND coming up for Power Hour this coming Saturday. And also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, Saturday night, of course, uh, this coming Saturday night at 9 o'clock. Don't forget, once again, we will definitely do our very, very best to get this match finished as well as the AAA U.S. Mega Championship match. We'll, we'll, of course, the second round of that will be contested as the as Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler currently leads the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach by 1,550 points. <clears throat> and, of course, hopefully we will be crowning the new champion, of course, this coming Saturday night from 9 to 11 right here on Talk Show. 146507 pound for that. And also next Sunday here, ladies and gentlemen, a match that we did start tonight, but unfortunately we had to stop due to some issues on due to some issues on the part of the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach. The WWS Intergender Championship will be will be taken care of next Sunday evening at eight o'clock. 146507 pound. <clears throat> As of course right now, currently uh, Anne is currently leading leading that match right now, even though we've only gotten two or three questions taken care of. Anne is currently leading that match right now, uh, 2,000 to 1,100, so she has a 900 point advantage. 
<clears throat> in the match here so far. Uh, next Sunday at from uh, eight eight to ten, we'll definitely be finish that finishing that matchup. Of course, here for, for uh, between her and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, for his intergender title. So be sure to join us here for that as well. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, the phone number for all those shows, 1-605-562-0444 for that. <clears throat> so, folks, there you have it there for our lineup here this week here in Radio Network. And now, folks, we're going to go ahead and get you a couple of quick uh, wrestling news Wrestling news bites in here, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. Let's see if we can get that pulled up here, Snap. So, Uh, we get, of course, our And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we, I do think we do thank, of course, our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WW stories on all of our shows during each week, of course, here in the radio network, including Revolution, Wolfpack, Outside the Ropes, Raw Radio, Power Hour, and others. Jeremy Thomas brings us our first story here tonight. As, as uh, of course, he brings us as, uh, of course, the man known as Brother Love, Bruce Pritchard, looks back on the rise of The Rock in the WWE. What, let's see what, what Mr. Pritchard has brought in. Bruce Pritchard spoke about the rise of The Rock in WWE on a recent episode of his Something to Wrestle With podcast. Here are some highlights below per Wrestling Inc. On WWE building the company around The Rock and Steve Austin in the Attitude Era, Bruce Pritchard said the following. Yeah, at this point, we took the two hottest baby faces and flipped against the other and felt that it was going to be our next four months. I bet around SummerSlam Big Calls, Rock was red hot as well as Steve Austin. So we're thinking, where can we go? And what can we do? We wanted something fresh. Claims that The Rock was WWE's answer to Goldberg 
Bruce Pritchard says. Quite the contrary, The Rock was over and Steve Austin was over. It was during that time when you listened to the audience and you did get feedback on the other guys. Majority of the feedback was that we were young and On The Rock's success, uh, Bruce Pritchard says the following, you had The Rock first of all, he was on his own and was a third generation wrestler. He was showing it every night. He, he had the poise and went out every single night to go out and command the crowd, take over, and we were willing to take that chance on, on him. We were You were doing live TV so you can take it off of him anytime you wanted to so the way they were He worth taking the chance, and he had demonstrated that he was reliable. Folks probably tried to get the rest of the story right here. He was that he was reliable and that he really wanted it and then the audience wanted him so why not so why not take a chance on him he was that new fresh face coming up let's see here And ladies and gentlemen, we're coming up with our second story right now, okay? Jeremy Thomas brings us this story right here. Talking about Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler recalls having to apologize for the Open during his time in WWE. Jerry Lawler discussed moments from his career on the latest episode of his Dinner with the King podcast. Highlights are below per WrestleZone. On having to give a public apology after busting open Duke the Dumpster Grossy, Jerry Lawler says, I really opened things up there when I first got there. I was the first guy to have blood, got a bloody nose. Anybody saw blood in WWE, and I actually had to actually publicly apologize because I had hit this guy. I had just started coming up from Memphis. He would hit everybody with everything, including the kitchen sink. And all of a sudden, I get up there and I said, this guy, I'm wrestling. And he's got a trash can out near the ring. And I just wrestled the Moondogs. And we buy 10 trash cans before every match to hit each other with. That was just my first natural reaction. I see I see the guy's trash can. I go over, grab it, and hit him over the head with it. Oh, my gosh, they went crazy. I was like, you literally have to go out there and publicly apologize for that kind of violence on TV. On seeing Vince McMahon cry, <clears throat> Jerry Lawler says, I can't tell you how many years ago it's been. I don't know where I got the idea from, but anyway, I did a portrait, a big, nice portrait for Vince. It was like a triple portrait, a portrait where Vince was in the middle. On the left was, was on the left of Vince was his son, Shane. On the right of Vince was his father, Vince Sr. And so I did this portrait, worked on it a long time. It really turned out great. I had it all framed up and I took it over one of the Monday Night Raws and had it wrapped up. And anyway, I saw Stephanie 
and I unwrapped it, and she saw and said, "Oh my gosh, Vince is going to cry." I'm telling you, he's going to cry when he sees that. I said, "No, no way." She said, "Mark my words." Anyway, she went out a little, and a little bit later, I saw Vince. I said, "Vince, I got something I want to give to you if you got a minute." So I had him come into my room there. I opened the portrait up, and I immediately looked at him, and his hand came up and covered his mouth, and he turned away like immediately <clears throat> his hand came up he turned away and walked over into a corner he just stood there for maybe a couple minutes and then he like slowly came back and went to the picture again i think it brought tears through his eyes i was shocked and then he hugged me and said how much it meant to him and all that sort of stuff it was like the one moment that i ever really saw from Vince that kind of emotion i think it's still hanging in his office very interesting there indeed there folks so <clears throat> Let's see if uh, uh, so we have a couple more stories we want to give you here tonight. Jeffrey Harris brings us a story here tonight. Saying Terry Runnels says that she created the Marlena character and not Vince McMahon. Discusses not getting called to be a part of evolution and her thoughts on the angle with Goldust and Brian Pillman fighting over her. Sports Keita recently spoke to former WWE talent Terry Reynolds. Terry Reynolds on her leaving WCW where she was known as Alexandra York. She says, I walked out. I got upset. It was at the center stage in Atlanta, Georgia. And I said, I'm done. And I walked out. That's why Alexandra, Alexandra York ceased to be. Terry Reynolds on creating her Marlena character for WWE. She said, I created Marlena, so Dustin's on the road. I have a year and a, and a half year old daughter in our tanning bed. I'm thinking, what is it that WWF doesn't have? They had Sherry, Tammy Sitch, and I'm thinking they're missing real glamour. As I'm laying there, it's, I'd just been in my sister's home, and she collected Barbie dolls. There's a designer named Bob Mackey. He designed a Barbie doll called the Sun Goddess. <clears throat> so I'm laying in the tanning bed, and all these thoughts are going through my head. I'm like, oh, my God, Dustin is supposed to be this androgynous actor. So I'm thinking about Hollywood, androgyny, glamour, old school. So Mar Marlena Dietrich was one of the first women to ever wear pants. Women always wore dresses back then. She bumped the trend and went somewhat erogenous in the way she dressed.
Sorry about that, but excuse me for just one second when I'm trying to. I come up with this whole concept, everything that I think Marlena should be. And I called Dustin from the tanning bed. I said, babe, I have this great idea. What do you think? He goes, I love it. I said, call Vince. He said, you call Vince. I go, babe, I don't work for him. You work for him. You tell him. He goes, nope, if you want it, you're going to have to call and tell him. At the time, I think Dustin was kind of nervous and too new. So I called, and the person who called me back is Pat Patterson. So Pat goes, I heard you had an idea. I was like, yeah. I told him, he goes, well, we appreciate the idea, but thank you. Bye. I was like, okay. They don't have my grandparents' home. Dustin calls and says, what are you doing? I tell him, I'm at Grand and, Grand and Granny's. He goes, pack your bags. They want to do your idea. need to be I had to sign it away they're like if you want to do this sign your life away I told Vince I either want to go to the ring with a glass of wine or a cigar at the time it was smoked cigars and a bubble bath with a glass of wine and I loved it I thought it would add to the erogeny of the character it also allowed me to partake in something I love which is cigars cigars scars and superstars is my podcast name I had to give credit my podcast name to my jester, Corey. He came up with that. Carrying with on if WWE went too far with the angle of Brian Pillman and Goldust fighting for her services. She says, No, I think they went no, I think they went too far when it was with Luna. It's funny when I went to do a show for Alpha. It was the first time I ever met Luna. So sad, Brian actually passed away on my birthday. When the tragedy happened, the angle went away. So what if we switched it around? And while I was gone, you fell in love with somebody, somebody else. That's how it came out with Luna. The night Pillman won my services, I had to leave Dustin in the trunk of our, with Dustin in the trunk of our car to protect KFAB. I'm claustrophobic. When we did the divorce thing with Jim Ross, people believed that. Even the family called. I was kind of proud of my acting skills that day. Terry Reynolds on the original plans for pension before he passed away. <clears throat> Terry says, so Dustin lost. I go with Pillman four months. When I came came back, we were going to renew our vows in the ring. It was time to someone to object. Pillman to, to get into a melee. I, it was going to end up with me basically covering Pillman and protecting him from Dustin saying, after that 30 days, I love him. I was going to leave Dustin for Pillman. It would have gone, it would have gone gone for a while and would it would excuse me and it would have been great. It's funny because Dakota, who was of course her Rhodes daughter, and I were going to I found the gold dress and veil that never made it to TV. Terry Reynolds, one of WWE, contacted her about the Evolution event. She says they did not. Here's what's interesting. I hadn't thought about this until the other day when someone asked, well, Terry was a trained wrestler, not a good one, but at least she was trained. No, the hell I wasn't. I, I would get to the building. I would not dive out of 10. When Vince started making me wrestle, I'd be sick to my stomach until I found out 
if I was wrestling or managing, I hated it. Truthfully, I didn't mind taking bumps. I'll take bumps all day long. I used to say to him, Vince, people excel at things that they want to do. I don't want to wrestle. He slapped me on the arm and tell me I'd do great. Whomever I was working with would teach me a few moves during the day. That was it. Every time I went out, I did my best. But there you go, there you go there, folks. <clears throat> of course, it would be interesting to see, of course, uh, a little bit more, little, little, to see Terry Reynolds participate at the Lucian event. Of course, she did pop up on the twinkle back on back in January. This year, uh, one more story, of course, we're going to bring before we close it out for the evening. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.